1: he comes bump bob, bobbing bob along, along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home Sweet song Wake up, wake up, you head. Get up, get up, get out of the bed Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red Live, love, love and be happy What if I be blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers But still I listen for us. When he starts rubbing his own sweet song I'm just a kid again Doing what I did again Singing a song When the red, red robin comes
2: Defeat in a row sees the Addicts drop into the bottom three for the first time this season with nine games left to go. We stockpiled plenty of points at the start of the season, but we can't seem to panic by a win at this moment in time. Welcome to Charlton Live. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live, coming to you live on your Sunday evening from the Valley. My name is Louis Mendez and uh, joining me here in the studio to look back at yesterday's desperately disappointing 1-0 home defeat against Middlesbrough that sees us drop into the bottom three for the first time this season. Uh, Over on my right-hand side, Mr Terry Smith, how do you tell? Evening, well,
3: you know, not brilliant back, alright?
2: Yeah, been better. Well, obviously. Not panicking just yet, you've been through no, it all
3: before. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a fact. Uh, yeah. No, not panicking, not really, no. just... Uh Disappointed, depressed, you know, the usual after defeat nonsense.
2: And another man who's been through quite a lot before, but not quite as much as Terry on, on the left hand side is Martin We Had no mark? I'm okay. Had got a few
4: relegations under my belt, yeah. a few promotions as well, so can't yeah. complain.
2: It's not exactly something to be proud of, is it, having a few <laughs> relegations under your belt? But unfortunately, it's something uh, we will we'll have to admit to. So um, on this evening's show, uh, we will look back at that defeat against Middlesbrough yesterday. We'll hear the highlights of the game. Uh, we're also here our exclusive interview with Lee Bowyer after the match. Uh, we want to hear what you guys made of it as well. Well, let us know Um, What you thought about the performance, who stood out for you, good or bad? Um, What are your fears now that we've dropped into the relegation zone for the first time? Do you still think we can get out of it? What do you think we need to change? What do you think we need to do differently in order uh, to get out of it? To contact the show, make sure you email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Life Forum to have your say on this evening's show. We might also, if we get a little bit of time later on, talk about just interesting that the ESI majority shareholder uh, appears to be uh buying another club now which had been rumored for a while domino Bucharest, uh tănun Namir was uh we well, instagrammed himself he grasped himself up on the on the instagram yesterday during the second half um uh, that he was uh, arriving at the stadium over there uh in uh, in Bucharest. so we'll, we'll chat about that let's know if that's something that concerns you or not really it's, it's it's hard to tell what to make of it so far but if you want to talk about that as well get in contact with the show so um tail before we hear the highlights or the low lights? Is there yeah. any? Um, yeah, I mean, we had a go in the second half. Couldn't break down Middlesbrough. Couldn't f- take one of the chances we created. But, I mean, it was an abject first-half performance. Uh, another gift of a goal, which is something we've been a little bit too generous with over the last the last few weeks. And it's put us right in the in the deep doo-doo. Absolutely.
3: I, I mean, the, the, the annoying thing about it is, um, unlike um, Sheffield Wednesday and, and Huddersfield, where we were up against teams that... Uh, on the day, actually, were better than us, uh, and you could see they were as well. Even though, di- despite what had gone on before, they looked better than us. Whereas Middlesbrough, even though they harried and they closed us down, and they they seemed uh, they seemed up for the challenge, there was there wasn't a great amount of quality in uh, in the opposition, and that's that's the real frustration for me. Um, it took us till about I don't know thirty five minutes or so, half hour, forty minutes to change change the shape. And once we changed the shape, we looked a better side. You know, when we went with the two up top, um, don't know why it took that long to do that. And uh, uh, but you are right, even though we huffed and puffed and and put uh, Middlesbrough under a, a fair bit of pressure. If McGoldie Bond's header had gone underneath the goal, maybe we'd be slightly happier. Underneath the bar, rather, we'd be slightly happier. But overall, yeah, just disappointing. And and uh, you know, you. It's just we just need to get a win somehow. You know what I mean. And, and Hulls obviously now just just I mean, t- yesterday was huge, but it f- pales into comparison to what next night is going to be like. Because uh, and and the, the, the worrying thing for me is that against teams in and around us, we haven't played well. No. Against teams far above us, we've done much much better. Uh, so we've got three of those coming up as well. So hopefully, if uh, if all pans out uh, accordingly, then we'll lose the ones that uh, against the teams that are right beside us and then mm. beat the ones that we shouldn't.
2: Yeah, Terry bought a bunch of straws to clutch uh, into the studio <laughs> this evening. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> as well, Macaulay Bond's header going under the goal. I mean, the way we're playing at the moment, that would be a new way to miss, well, but exactly, we'd probably yeah. find a way of doing it. Mark, um, you know, we are in that relegation zone now, the first time this season. Um it doesn't really change anything uh, other than the fact that you're now chasing. I mean you still you just concentrate on winning your games, I guess, but it is psychologically it's a it's a hurdle, I guess.
4: It is. I mean it's so tight at the bottom between sort of like us and the three teams above us. It's it's difficult. I mean I said to your fair before beforehand, um the worrying thing was the the way they looked at the final whistle, the the, the body shape, the, the you know, I don't expect them to be laughing and joking, but they just look so defeated. And it's it's hard to think how Bowie is going to manage to sort of like pick them up during the week, I'll you know, get them training. But they're, they're, their whole body shape, you know, and your body language, just look, I mean, it was a cliche, but it was a game of two halves. The first half was, you know, the archetypal, that's why we deserve to go down. And the second half was, that's why we deserve to stay up the way we played. Um,
2: other than not scoring which, than, which other is other the them, third yeah. game in a row now as well which I mean that's another concern that's come at the wrong time
4: yeah and it's it's. Uh, I think there's one or two issues we've got up front you know one of them you know and it's not going to be a popular opinion because it's, it's, it's Taylor and I, I, I'm i not convinced now that his head's where it should be really
2: yeah I am I, and, you know, still, I mean that, that performance against Luton a couple of weeks ago
4: I know and I think but you look at yesterday after that um issue in the penalty area, which I haven't seen, you know, you've probably seen a better thing about where he he's gone down and the referee's giving him a card for simulation. After that, there there was sort of mm. like nothing in in him to say well, I'm gonna fight for things, whereas Bond and sort of like Green to an extent was sort of like still mm. trying to chase people down. And it is it whether he just gone, you know what, I'm not gonna get everything for this ref, I'm not gonna give it and it's, it's not going to be sort of like a popular opinion. Yeah, people I say, it's, disagree not, it's not, not a but, popular
2: one with me. I, I, I yeah. don't think I don't think that was the case. I mean, I think there was a little bit where we saw Taylor trying too hard to, to go and get the ball out wide quite often. I mean, even in the closing stages, I think I think it was part of the move that led to the, the header that went over for Bon inside injury time. Taylor picked up the ball on the left-hand channel and then spread a glorious pass over to the right-hand side. I don't think he wasn't his head wasn't in the right place. I think it was a case of he was getting frustrated that he wasn't getting a great deal of service and he found himself further and further away from the goal to come in and try and, and, try and get involved. That's the way I saw it. I mean, obviously, uh, if people saw it differently and, 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 or agree with Mark as well, make sure you uh, get in contact with the show. But anyway, let's have a listen to the highlights before we uh, go into uh, debate things uh, a little bit further uh, that your commentators over on Valley Pass. As always, uh, we Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Sends it forward That's
5: another great ball This time by Lapsley on Coulson And it ricochets out to Andre Green On this right-hand side Tanking down the right-hand side He's well into now Towards the penalty area Oh, to the Taylor Oh, he just oh, gets to it But Brilliant. over the bar Very unlucky That was great from Andre Green Really, really good the throw from Perrington Into Lapsley Goes back to The left-back he goes to, Gives the ball straight To Gestad Corner of the penalty area Pierce in front of him Ball back across Easy touch, easy goal and it's McNair with the finish. And once again, Charlton, the architects of their own downfall.
6: It's just a, it's a horrible goal. It's a horrible goal for Charlton to concede. It's a throw-in in their own half. They go backwards to it. Breakdown of communication between Perrington and Lapsley. I think Perrington wanted to find Lapsley. Lapsley let the ball run towards Pierce. They're just overloaded in the box. A simple ball in and a simple finish. Just, just, I mean, to be honest... I don't want to say it's been coming because it hasn't, but there have been glimpses of Charlton in possession in, inside their own half where they've looked nervy, a little bit sloppy, and they need to wake up the addicts. From Cullen to Taylor, to Cullen, it's lovely. Cullen to the left finds Andre Green. Green in the pounds here, Green shoots, Stefanovic. Oh. Ball deflects down and House and heads back to Stefanovich. And Middlesbrough roll it out to McNair. Yeah, it's another good move from Charlton chance best opportunity they Williams cuts inside Tavernier and there's the half-time whistle as Middlesbrough go into the break with a one-goal lead here at the Valley it's not been a, a pleasant first 45 minutes for Lee Bowers Man On with the little flick comes to Taylor Taylor with a shooting chance cuts inside as he's dragged down by Bakuni knows there's a referee and gives a free kick the other Blake way book Taylor. and Taylor's gonna get booked for a dive and Chon are furious
5: well people watching that on telly will probably be able to see that again that'd be very interesting and the reaction of Taylor and the other players around him I don't think that was a die he may have made a meal of the challenge but that's to
6: be expected in the penalty box Chollin worked right, the ball out to the left hand side and Williams, Williams ship ball in the box that's a of the header straight out the goalkeeper he did well to out jump shot him. and suddenly the valley feels a little bit more rampant trying to hold up the ball, lovely back heel to Cullen, he's being a 2, oh, two lovely well. back heel to McCauley Bond, Bond has got options in the bounce here, ball across, Bradley with the shot, oh, it's wide, the ball to him, wasn't the greatest, and Bradley couldn't get under his feet, and that was a glorious chance, very glorious, I mean that's
5: superb football down this <laughs> <laughs> near, so he took a stand, and the ball into the box, has found, wing, wings, or oh, straight to Phillips, good defending, again from Matthews, Taylor's still on for a ball, he gets it as well, Puts the ball into the box. Oh, it's a oh what a He had all the time in the world, I don't think he realised it. Could have gone with his left or could have taken the touch and then buried it with his right. He just
6: tried to flick it past the keeper and only diverted it into his hands. Yeah, he was almost a little bit too casual. I think he was expecting a challenge. Yep. And there's a great ball from Taylor. Sloppy defending from Middlesbrough, but Charles should feel... Positive about these opportunities, are creating, it's just a matter of putting
5: them in the network. Ball upfield to wing. Wing little touch to Gastead. Gastead returns it to Wing and his edge of the penalty area now, but he's on his left foot. Takes a shot. Great save from Dylan Phillips. It comes straight back out of Tavernier. Tavernier back in the middle. Lovely and important touch by Pierce. And then Cullen swings it Five minutes of added time it is. <laughs> Matthews gets in the way of the attempted ball down the line. It's gone out Cullen. Finds Oshalaja. Oshalaja ball into the boxes. A good one. Ball down, Oh the bar goal gaping
6: and he puts it over the bar and his head's in his hands that's the chance that's the chance Child have been craving great ball in from Osholaja Bond jumps so well he heads it oh, such good connection and it goes over there is the final whistle
5: He's finished 1-0 here to Middlesbrough and uh, With all the positivity, Charlton head coming into this game. And the home form being crucial. It's
2: one game less for Charlton to gain three points to get us away from the relegation areas. Yeah, one game less left in the season, down to nine games. Now we're in the relegation zone after that performance yesterday. Um, I mean, as uh, as Mark said, tell it is certainly afterwards. I mean, you can see by some some of the photos uh, that the photographers took yesterday, or just just seeing the players walking off, that there, there was some looks of dejection. And you know, I had the uh, alarm bells ringing last week with the the goals we conceded late on. I mean, it'll be another psychological blow the fact that they did start to create chances in that second half, they're unable to, to take one. And they know that that's put them in a very difficult position now. Yeah,
3: I tend to agree. I am not quite the, uh, I don't quite have the same belief about uh, about body language um, at this stage as, as, as maybe others do. I, the last thing I want to see, if we've just lost 1-0 when a relegation scrap is players skipping and dancing off the pitch with smiles on their faces. So I want them to be miserable. I want them to show that they care. And I think that's still the case. I don't I don't really have a problem with um with them being you know being uh sloppy shoulders and 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 dejected off the pitch. In fact that's exactly how I want them to be. Uh obviously then you want them to to react and and we're looking for a big reaction here at Hull. and Strangely I think because it's an away game, slightly less pressure potentially. Uh and if we can play um, yeah, all right, it's easy to say because we said it again for the games against Huddersfield and Sheffield Wednesday as well. Uh, if we can play like we did against Forest, then we've got a reasonable shout and we know we can. Uh, that's what they need to be drummed into. That's what needs to be drummed into the players. That, that You know, the ability's there. We know it. We've seen it. Um, it's just a question of getting it harnessed and, and uh, getting them to uh, to show it and and, and display it and, and, and getting a win however we do it. You know, it can be a 1-0 scrappy one right in the last minute off somebody's backside. I don't, mm. don't care. Mm. Um, but it'll be huge next week if we can do that.
2: Yeah, but we won't be getting many if we keep giving away goals the way we have done. Gift-wrapped, unfortunately, recently, Mark. I mean, we saw the, the opening goal for Colin Grant up at Huddersfield last week. And then uh, just another simple error today, uh, yesterday with, with with the ball between Purrington and Lapsley going astray, giving it straight to Gestead. He can square it for McNair and, and it's a simple finish. I mean, how many times are they going to shoot themselves in the foot? That must be so frustrating for Lee Bowyer.
4: Well, it's was it's, it's too, it's too easy for them, wasn't it? I mean, you don't give Gested and McNair that as, as, a, as a gift. They, they didn't really have to do anything to it. I mean, I, I read today that Bowyer said he, he wasn't particularly polite to um, Perrington in half-time. Um, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, if that happened down the park, you're playing with your mates, you would crucify them. You really would. And uh, it, it was just, you know, and I think when Perrington starts stepping to to and at lapsley, I'm thinking, well, hold on a minute, mate, You've, you're the one who's passed it straight to your stead. And mm-hmm. you know, it was a good finish. Dylan couldn't do anything about it. You know, it was it was low, hard, right on the post. Um, yeah, and like I said, you know, we're not good enough to give teams a one goal start, especially teams who are fighting. I mean, like I said, and, and Borough didn't impress me one one bit really yesterday.
2: Finishing was dreadful,
3: wasn't it? And uh, yeah, it's was, it was funny. I, uh, I was in. I don't know. I don't know if you were in the press conference when um, Jonathan Woodgate came in, and he was uh, he was he was saying, "Oh, yeah, no, we were excellent." I thought we were absolutely excellent. I mean, what did we had thirty, forty shots uh, at goal? He said, "Absolutely for <laughs> nobody." And I'm desperate to say it, but I couldn't. But nobody went. Yeah, but hold on, thirty five of them were in the back of the stand, you know, <laughs> or scuffed off towards the corner flag.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, Go on, Mark. No, no, I was going to say, but they
4: just seem to have a lot of success in individual battles in that first half. And you're thinking, you know, that first half, maybe Matthews and Green, you know, were sort of like doing some stuff and Matthews made a really good one to just to shepherd out before the guy behind him could poke it in. You know, first of all, I thought it'd gone in um, from where I was sitting, but, you know, it's, it's just... It was just too easy.
2: Mm. I mean, it's, it's the, these errors then that they've been well, I gonna say creeping in, but have yeah, announced their arrival quite spectacularly in the last few weeks with goals. But it's been it's been happening all season. If we're being honest, we've we've given away sloppy goals from errors, and I mean, Boya Boya said himself, you know, we're not good enough. I, I, I mean, is it realistically now are, are we paying the price for what has been our recruitments? Strategy over the last few years because we know we've always been on a, on a small budget yeah, and all it's, of a sudden it's, it's catching up with us because we're in the championship and we're yeah. possibly playing with a lot of players that may may not quite have been at the top of the many championship shopping list. No, I think that's fair,
3: and I think um, as as willing and as uh, as, as uh, you know committed as, as the players are, that um, you know somebody sent a tweet in yesterday during during the commentary and said um, you know you make those mistakes last year in league one, you get away with it nine times out of ten, not all the time, but nine times out of ten, you make a mistake in this division, you're punished immediately. And we have been, regularly. Uh, I mean, it's a pass that um, Perrington thinks Lapsley's staying where he is. Lapsley's thinking, I need to move into space, so he's going to give me it there, and he ends up giving it straight to Gostad. It's just it's just schoolboy stuff, isn't it? Mm. And, but, you know, I, I guess that, that it's the sort of pressure, and mistakes come when you're under that sort of pressure. You know, pressure not to make mistakes Makes you make mistakes.
2: Yeah, well, I just wonder if it's another example of again what I thought last week was a player looking to try and play take the easy way out. You know, Lapsley gave it to Oshilaja who was the nearest person to him at Huddersfield when realistically he was under pressure but it was an easy pass. Perrington rather than turning seeing if he can get a ball forward looks for an easy way out. And and they and even then getting it wrong and that's putting us on the back foot, so maybe it is that that pressure that we're we're finding ourselves under over the last few weeks. But that, we've been put under that pressure by the form that, that we to have shown and other sides in and around us getting wins when... I mean, even we had a few wins, but the fact that they were keeping it up has clearly added on to the, the 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 pressure that we're finding ourselves under. And, and that seems to be getting to our players more so than, than, say, the Wigan players or the Stoke players. It is, but I mean, I think
4: what it is, obviously... Opposition managers do what we do. We watch a few games of the opposition, see what their strengths and weaknesses are, and they identify us week in, week out, and say, you know what? If you push up on their midfield, push them closer towards their back four, and don't let them pass it. They they try and pass it, and we're going to panic, and we'll get the ball. We will pick up a second ball, and it's it's too it's too often. And I'm thinking, I think we're easy to play against now. I think. You know, as well as Bowie says he likes to try, try and change his formations. I still think at a base level we're too easy to play against. I think I could manage a team to beat us from seeing our weaknesses. You know, and I'm thinking I'm I'm a 50-year-old chef, <laughs> and, yeah, I, and I can do that. I so th- obviously, opposition managers are going to look and say, right, weakness, weakness, weakness here. Let's push on them, push on them, push on them. We will get our rewards in the end.
3: I think that's um, happened, and I agree with you, by the way, I think that's happened more so since January, since uh, since we lost uh, a very key player for us. And, and I'm not talking about the player individually, particularly himself in, in Conor Gallagher. I'm talking about that sort of player in that position who hounded everybody on the ball uh, in that sort of um, forward position. And we don't have that now. I mean, if you look at the last three games, um, you had uh, uh, McNair yesterday, you had uh, Bannon... Um, for Sheffield Wednesday, I'm trying to think of the guy at, um, at Huddersfield was. O'Neill was it? I think it was. They ran the show from that defensive midfield point, which is something that we were, were doing when Conor Gallagher was in the side. Uh, we were, we, were, we had players like Cullen, uh, well, but when he was injured, other players, practically, who were able to dictate from a point of space, because you had players around them causing the opposition or not allowing the opposition to have that sort of freedom and that room. And we haven't got that at the moment. And we've got to find a way, I think. Uh, and if we, we can't play that diamond because we haven't got that player, then that's something we've got to look at, I think. But it's a real big miss. I mean, other than the fact his energy and his goals, you know, you put that on one side, just somebody to have that space. And I personally think Williams should be the man. You know, he's, he's wasted out wide. I think Cullen's wasted out wide as well, by the way. But um, somebody to occupy that sort of forward midfield position to stop the, their midfield dominating us the way they are.
2: Mm. I mean, you can see Bayer tried to sort of counteract that yesterday with, with a change in formation. Yeah. Well, even in the first half, he, he went for the 4 1 4 1. So he, try, he tried to get the best of both worlds in terms of a, a packed midfield with also someone protecting the defence in, in Prattley. But I mean, it, it didn't last. He, he, he Something I, I don't think we've tried too often this season. In the end, he, he changed it before half time. So I mean, you can see he's trying to find different ways to get a bit of a tune out of his side. Um, but. It must be frustrated that he hasn't quite found the one that will click at the moment.
4: True, but I think Lapsley yesterday, I wasn't surprised at half-time. I'd, I'd called it that. I thought he would go off. I thought he just looked a touch loss to his position to because it wasn't getting the best out of what he can do. Um, personally, and also, I don't know if it was mentioned in the press conference about Pierce being injured in a warm-up, but he obviously struggled warm-up. And like Jack, I'd pulled him out and said, right, you just stand there and... But also, I'd have played um, Prattley at centre half alongside Pierce and put Larger in the midfield because I just think he's slightly more athletic. Uh, but it was, you know, yeah, he's changed it, but it's it's just it was just wrong, you know. I just thought it was an imbalance in that side yesterday. So,
2: mm. I mean, the I mean, you mentioned then the centre half pairing of, of Prattley and Oshelager, Oh, of, uh, sorry, of Pierce and Larger. I don't think that's ever going to be our first choice. Centre half pairing and Lockyer is back next week at the end of his suspension. Hopefully Naby as well. If not, at Hull he'll be back for Tuesday against QPR. So I mean that that could be something that could give us a bit of a lift. Hopefully before next week.
3: Oh, um, let's fingers crossed. Yeah, and and you know who would have said that we missed we would have missed Lockyer and uh, Naby Sarr uh, at the beginning of the season? Because, but we have. Um, you know I, I like Deshiochalage. I think he gives he's 100 commitment and. Uh, um, Couple of times yesterday, you got us out of some holes, but there is that just sort of positional weakness you find. I mean, when when Lapsley and that, when that mistake happened with Lapsley and, and Purrington, it sort of dragged Pierce out to try and stop who's um, uh, it called Gusted from trying to get the cross in. That leaves a massive hole then in the middle. Uh, nobody picked up Tavernier running in, of course, but, um, you know, we just seem to, because of, uh, obviously it's because of mistakes, but we seem, you know, the current centre-half pairing just seem to get dragged out of their natural positions far too often. Now, whether that's because uh, maybe the midfield's not operating as it should, and so they're trying to fill too many holes, I don't know, but, um, yeah. Um, and it could be that, you know, Lockyer and, and SAR come in, and exactly the same problem still exists. So, you know, we've got to address uh, the way that, in my opinion anyway, the last three games for sure, um, we've been dominating midfield to a point where it, you know the defence is playing wall ball a lot of the time. It's coming back. It certainly didn't. I mean, that, that first half yesterday, certainly the first 35, 40 minutes or so, um, was as bad as it was away at Middlesbrough and Stoke. You know, and and that that's not I've never said that at the
2: Valley before now. But mm. you know,
3: we just we just seemed completely disjointed yesterday. Yeah. I mean that that's that, that
2: that clearly a concern is the fact that we were sort of clinging on to the fact that our home form wasn't actually too bad. I think we before yesterday we'd only have one defeat in seven championship games at the Valley. Um you were hoping that we could sort of build upon that and to put in that display in the first half, booed off at half time. I can't remember the last time that happened at, at the Valley. I mean that, that that again is another another bit of an uh, of a warning sign for us because the the, the position in which we felt reasonably comfortable at, the, at home, all of a sudden that that's sort of been taken away from us as well now.
4: Well, like I say I'm just going to reiterate. I th- I think you know we're, we're easy to play against now. You're saying about the centre halves being pulled out. I would tell my opposition forwards, you know, don't stay where you are. Pull out slightly, you said, because it's going to cause confusion. It's going to leave gaps for a midfield coming through. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised the crowd were, were booing because I think anyone who's watched that first half. But you couldn't see a a positive from that. I mean, I know he's changed it towards the end, you know. But there was too much distance between Green and Taylor and Williams, and when they did get the ball, there was not enough support for them. And then I was, hey, it's just coming straight back, and like Terry said, it's 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 just for defence, then just knocking it out and trying to say, right, who can I hit? Who's looking for it? And there wasn't anyone making space, And, and it's it's hard because you can see they're trying. You know, to whatever level they 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 can reach, but there, there's not a, th- a. It's going to sound harsh. There's not a thinker on 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 there. I mean, I think Ozuna's probably the closest we've got to that person who can get on a ball and look for a, a spray, a pass, and stuff like that. And obviously, he wasn't there. You say Williams to an extent, but there's not a, a thinker. I mean, a Klaus Jensen. You know, you know what, I mean I say that. Oh, it's yeah. someone who gets a ball. And you think to yourself, "My goodness, that guy's got so much time on the ball to look up, to look around, to hit a shirt." I mean, the same about Perlington, you expected Lapsey to be in position. When I played football, I always used to sort of look for the guy who was wearing the same colour shirt as me and try and pass the ball to to there, not to not to space, as it were. Hmm. So it it was it was difficult. Yes, I mean it's, it's hard to. Polish that first half.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna l- l- let's try and lift our spirits a little bit with the second half, and I'm gonna upset spaced out cat is just tweeted in saying every week you guys try and be positive and look at reasons why we might win the next one, then we promptly go and lose. Maybe if uh, you all predict a complete stuffing at hole, then we might stand a chance. Okay, I'm mildly superstitious, but the positive I will take is uh, clearly again we improved a bit after the after the second half started. Uh, we, we created a few openings. I mean, on, on another day, we, we probably should have scored. I mean, we can't forget that Middlesbrough were having chances on the counter-attack because we'd left ourselves so open in our desperation to, to go forward. But, I mean, we saw opportunities for, for Prattley. We saw that, that header from Oshalaja Prattley's one was side-footed home. I mean, bon, a chance where he sort of toe-poked it with almost his back-to-goal when if he'd realised how much space he had, he could have mm-hmm. taken a touch. And then, of course, that, that header late on for Bon in, in injury time. There were... Opportunities and 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 they, they did show some fight. And if we are going to, you know, we're, we're all a bit doom and gloom because we've just dropped into the relegation zone. Well, let's you know, we we, we do need to remember there's nine games left, and they showed a little bit of something that there's still there's still something there that we can cling on to. Shortly,
3: oh, I, th- I think you're right, and and you know I know that, that we um, we uh, I guess. By nature, I'm, I'm, I try and look at the positives, uh, and that's just the way I am. It would well, uh, so be awful if we didn't. T- well, exactly <laughs> that as well, yeah. Uh, but um, you know, until it's mathematically impossible, until you know, while it's still in our hands as well, by the way, uh, and we have got to go and play Hull, we have got to play Wigan. So it's, it's still in our hands, our fate. And while it's, that is still the case, I'm, I'm, I'm still clinging to the fact that we, uh, we can get out of this. Uh, and um, as you say, the second half performance um, was still as frustrating because we didn't convert any of them. Uh, we didn't convert the chances we created. Uh, and um, if we don't uh, give away sloppy goals, we, you know, it may be that Middlesbrough would have had to push out a little bit more and left uh, left a few more um, gaps behind them. But um, I don't know whether he'll start with Bonn and Taylor up front against Hull. Uh, it's, uh, I'd like to see it, but away from home, I'm not sure. Um, it's again, you know, we've said it already countless times. It's what he does in that midfield. I think is the key, and how we set how we set set ourselves up in midfield, because you know the. Um, the Huddersfield game showed us that uh, you know he he, he brought in uh, McGee he brought he brought in Oztema in that midfield thinking that uh, that creativity that we'd been lacking uh, would would it would come from them uh, and whilst they're good both good ball players uh, the you know the sort of gaps that we were leaving behind them were huge and and Huddersfield just picked us off albeit we gifted them two of the goals but uh, so I think he's he's really I think Bowie is really trying to find a, a formula in that in, in the mm. squad, he's got to try and make it work.
2: I mean, how he attacks that game next week will be interesting because I mean, this is a whole side that have lost nine of their last eleven in the championship yeah, and drew the worries. other two. That means you've done it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, surely if there's a team that's vulnerable, I mean, they've they've, they've shipped nine goals in the last two games. Um, on paper, that sounds like a team that if we can go and attack, we can we can try and take advantage of their nervousness. Oh, the do you back, think?
3: Do you know, or, I think if if you if you hark back to every single game uh, that I've been mentioning to, to Sheffield Wednesday. I'm convinced. If we'd have scored first in all of those games, we'd have probably gone on and won it. Because the, even Sheffield Wednesday, I mean, the fans were nervous. They were it was so quiet at that place. Uh, and uh, I think if we'd have got the first goal there, different story. If Taylor shot had uh, uh, gone under the bar instead of cannoned off it, who knows? But you know, Huddersfield slightly different. But even then, you know, yes, they they picked us apart. Especially, but two of them were in the last five minutes. You know, again, I think if we'd have scored, equalised, or gone on, uh, gone in front. May have been a different story, and yesterday, if we'd scored first, I think Middlesbrough would have probably folded. And I think Hull is is absolutely nailed on for that. But we got to score first, mm. and uh, sadly, in all thro- all of those games I've just mentioned, we never looked likely to. So <laughs> that's the problem.
2: Yeah, well, there are plenty of problems going around. There were a couple of penalty shouts yesterday, which we haven't uh, touched upon yet. Lyle Taylor uh, booked for diving at one point after. a uh, a challenge which apparently was actually outside the, the penalty area. There's another one where um, a corner came over and, and Taylor seemed to be involved in some sort of grappling by the goal line where he went down. I, I mean, Mark, you would have had the best views of both of those because you're right right behind that goal.
4: Yeah, the, um, his his first one. Our original shout was penalty, and then the referee was very quick with his yellow to say that was a you know a dive as it were. And when you saw Taylor's reaction after that. It was just like incredulous, not the kind of like That's his reaction to other things, to be true. Right? <laughs> um, the, the penalty on the line, it's uh, I don't know why he doesn't go to say, you know what, I'm going to try and win the header. I'd, he can try and annoy their goalkeeper and a centre half all he likes. He's not going to score, and if he's going to be trying to draw fouls, he's going to he's not going to get any sympathy from a referee who's already thinking, you know, he's already got one eye to to go down and and you know, not cheat. Cheat's the wrong word, but. Gain an advantage, but then again, the linesman's looking across, straight across at it, and you're thinking, you know, is, is he going to give it one way or another? Um I think we're we're clutching a touch at Ch- T- Terry Straw's if we yeah. go if we're going for those um, for those ones for the pens. Um.
3: Well, I think the the first, I mean, it was outside the box as, as we yeah. subsequently found, but the referee thought it was in the box, yeah, and it was it was definitely a foul. So if it's, it's definitely a foul he thought he was inside the box. He should have given the penalty. But it, it, it probably Lyles' reputation precedes him in that respect. I don't know if you also noticed yesterday, the whole game, not just, not just at uh, the middle sprint, but um, every corner, the referee allowed so much contact. It was unreal. Dylan Phillips was almost being dragged to the floor every Ooh. single corner. Uh, and he just allowed it to happen. It was, you think, think they would be hotter on that at well, the moment exactly, with the yeah. coronavirus stuff going <laughs> around? So, yeah,
2: <laughs> interesting, wasn't it? The lack of handshakes before, uh, you know, when when the players lined up and then the referee blew his whistle. They wandered away, didn't do the handshake and they all started hugging and Hanging kissing and kiss- each <laughs> other anyway and they do good luck to each other. But there we go. Right, um... We're going to hear from Lee Boyer in a few seconds' time. Don't forget, we want to hear from you guys uh, as well. Let us know what you made of yesterday's performance and the relegation battle that we find ourselves uh, well within, unfortunately, at the moment. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive, or you can head over to the Cholton Life Forum. So, Lee Boyer came in to speak to Terry uh, after yesterday's game. The Addicts boss felt his side shot themselves in the foot once again. Yeah, I thought that we,
0: we looked like the team that... Was going to be the one that scored. I felt. Um, I think Andre had a couple of chances, didn't he? Um, but but then we just gifted them a goal. Like it's, we, we've, again, same as last week, can't we giving teams? I've said this, can't we giving teams one 0 leads? Like it's, it's like amateur stuff like that. It's last week and this week is you can't keep doing that. If we ain't good enough to give teams one 0 leads. We're not. It's as simple as that. So we can't be doing that and then second half change things around second half I thought we was better again I thought we was better than them and uh, we create good good, free, good good chances like we have to score I don't think we deserve to come away with nothing but that's what we've got and and we have to we have to go again but we have to start making these stupid mistakes because it's so frustrating for me because I, I can't control that no, I just said saying to to Jacko in there, like, and, and I said it to a couple of fans before the game. You can't control mistakes like that, and we
3: have to stop making them. Do you think mistakes like that are symptomatic of where we are in the table and, and the nervousness that comes with it, and the players? Yeah, well, I can't put my finger on it because it's
0: a simple ten-yard pass. I see him do it every day in training how many times have you seen him do it like you make it every day he's made more passes more difficult passes since that mistake you know and I understand listen they're human they make mistakes but not them ones and
3: um, is it sometimes down to decision making I mean I'd listen to Jonathan Woodgate in there and uh, he said about uh, they deliberately pressed as high and as fast and as quickly as they could Hmm. Uh, and it's that split decision making where you go for a pass when you should be hitting Rosehead yeah
0: well, that's what happened last week, wasn't it? Deji's one—he he knew from a six-year-old or a ten-year-old that you, if you're in trouble like that, you just clear your lines. Deji knows that, and and, and he didn't last week. He, so it, it is split-second decisions, and that's a difference when you play at the top, and, and and then you filter down. It's because the ones at the top, like they, they, they their decision-making is a lot lot better.
3: Puts us unfortunately in the bottom three uh, for the first time, and so uh, I mean psychologically, hopefully that won't uh, won't affect the players as well. But uh, I mean, you don't need to say that. Uh, you know, nine games now, huge. Every single one, probably no more so than uh, than next week at Hull.
0: Yeah, yeah, massive, massive, and um, Hull's the next one, and, and we have to go there and win. It's as simple as that. We have to go there and win. In, in my eyes,
3: um, so yeah, next week I think is bigger than this week. You made changes before the game. Uh, you also made changes in the game and, and we were certainly better after the change you changed the shape slightly in the, yeah. the end of the first half and then personnel in the second and we were uh, much better in that, in that period um, likely to make them again to try and shake it up
0: or yeah just trying to find ways you know like to to to, to win games it's not easy like when we match teams up very very rarely do we win that makes it difficult because you have to then find a different way and play a different formation to whoever you're playing so every single time we play near enough every time you have to try and find a different formation that that can stop them from hurting you and then you hurting them because when we match teams up we don't
3: win we uh, had a couple of penalty shouts certainly in the second half. Um, both on Lyle Taylor. First one he got booked for. Uh, second one was just waved away anyway. But um, any thoughts on, on whether? I mean, we, at first glance they both looked decent shouts. Did you have a chance to look at them?
0: Yes, yeah, so Lyle's. W- the, the first one when he got booked for diving, it was a foul, but it was a foul outside the box, so it, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a penalty. It was outside the box, but it was a foul, and it wasn't a dive. So. Um, that's the first one the second one I think it's a bit of grappling in the box but that happens everywhere now and you don't get penalties for them do you really well, the referee was allowing it to go on to, uh, to Dylan Phillips all, all game long so yeah, yeah. we weren't expecting it to be no. fair enough. no no again uh, decisions like that we, we don't tend to get do we? so no
3: got a comment on, on, uh, on the match report uh, when we were commentating that um, we seem to do better against the top six sides rather than the bottom six now we've obviously got two more games against teams in the bottom six so you're more looking forward to playing teams further up the table
0: yeah <laughs> Well looking back at it Like our results Then You'd rather be playing them, Than, than better sides But no, um, well, we have to we doesn't matter who you're playing Everybody's fighting for something At the moment So every team we've got to play Is fighting for something But whole next If we beat them I think we're level Or point behind them And, and then they're in it You know like So we've got to play Brentford They're down for playoffs that we've got uh, for promotion sorry you've got Leeds for promotion like everyone they all them sides that we're playing so um, but no, no easy ones Cardiff they'd they're, they're be, be pushing for play, uh, playoffs if still enough points to be won um, so yeah it's, th- there's no easy game trust me and that'll be the message I guess going forward still nine games to go still plenty of points to be won
3: Yeah. Uh, and it's still in our
0: hands yeah we could easily go and g- crash, bang, up, and win the next three like it, that's, that's what we're capable of doing um, so yeah, we, we have to believe and, and, and keep fighting and there's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna shy away because that's not the person I am I walk round the pitch like clap the fans after most people wouldn't do that because you just lost but I do that every single time because I think that's that's the right thing to do the fans when lose or draw they, they, they sing their hearts out and um, and I'll always appreciate that and, and and show my appreciation so I want to thank them for coming again today and, and, and singing and getting behind the players second half we was the better side because they, they they could have easily have gone the other way but they didn't and they got behind them and that that, that kept pushing us unfortunately for us we we didn't get that goal yeah, I think if we'd have got a goal, first 15-20 minutes of the second half, I think we'd have gone on and won the game, but we didn't. We didn't take none of them chances, and that's, that's very frustrating for me. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over
1: 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
5: For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
0: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
5: Chip, ball back across, Bauer's there, pierces there, Bauer with a header, and it's time! Yeah, oh, it's, 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 it's,
1: it's, 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 gone. it's Oh, he Oh, Patrick Barre! You absolute German beauty! Oh! Dreamland! lads!
6: Child have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it, Tom! Gets in! Come on! There's what a
1: time to be here, here at Wembley! Oh, my word! Oh, my word!
6: Charlton Live. You're
1: listening to Live!
2: All right, so welcome back. This is Charlton Live. Coming to you live from the Valley on your Sunday evening. We just heard from Ali Boyer after he came to give us an exclusive interview after yesterday's 1-0 defeat against Middlesbrough here in SE7. Um, he's, he's a bit down, obviously, Tell, but... You know he's he's going to fight on. He, he frustrated, confused by these mistakes that his team's making. He he said he can't put his his finger on it, and it is tough, really, isn't it? I mean, we've we've suggested it might be a little bit the pressure, or a little bit trying to play safe that they keep creating these problems for themselves. But I mean, as as a manager, it's something. I don't know how much control you can have over that.
3: Well, none, basically. Mm. I mean, you can do all the preparation you like uh, pre uh, pre game, all week. You work on set plays, tactics. Um, how you press or what you do at free kicks and set pieces you can do all of that you can say right you've got to mark this player I want you to mark him out the game do all of that but if you gift a goal every single game and uh, through uh, through just I don't know a, a lack of concentration or uh, or lack of lack of ability I don't know either one but you know what can you do as a manager? There's absolutely zero you can do, other than potentially, right? You're you're not playing next week. Uh, I'm going to put somebody else there, but we haven't even got that luxury in in abundance, have we? So, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it must be really tough. Well, we know it is. I mean, we've, it's tough for us looking on, um, but to to try and manage it, and uh, you know, you do all that preparation, and then it's all undone within the space of uh, you know one mistake, and then you're uh, then you're, it's it's a real uphill tug- uh, struggle after that. So, yeah. Um, he, he he gave the uh, you know it, you could tell by the interview you know he's he's definitely straight after the game I mean you must he must have been crestfallen uh, and so he's got to pick himself up and then uh, and then the rest of the squad
2: mm, yeah so let's have a look at that league table then so we're twenty second now inside the relegation zone on thirty nine points with two points behind Hull City who we play. Next Saturday, they've uh, not won in, what do I say, 11 11 championship games in which they've lost nine of those. Can you stop saying that? (laughs) Just reading out the facts. Uh, Wigan uh, also two points ahead of us. I'm surprised it's only two points, actually, because Wigan seem to be winning every bloody week at the moment. But uh, it just shows how far behind they were and how far... I mean, I I must have written them off at times. I mean, also, um, something that is interesting that came out of yesterday's press conference was Bowie was talking about how there's three or four teams battling to avoid... That one place effectively already saying that that Luton and Barnsley are down now. um, Just while I sit here, I've noticed a Luton Town fans account on Twitter uh, giving it the big one, saying Oh Lee Bowyer saying that Luton are already relegated. I mean they're 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 sitting only four points behind us. They could be above us in two weeks. Um, uh, That's something that the Luton fans are going to try and use as a a bit of motivation for themselves isn't it I mean it's it's an interesting point but I've been guilty of writing off Luton and Barnsley and Wigan already this season and and they've come back to make me look silly in particular Wigan so far so anything can change in two weeks Mark we've got to be careful about that
4: oh true I mean but I think again it's so hard not to speak in a cliche but you can only control what you do you know, you can't really start worrying. Oh, but if this team beat this team and that team beat that team, it's all ifs and buts. Or yeah. you can, so I was saying, you know what? So what if if Wigan or Luton win their last ones? We we have to do that. We have to do that anyway. We you know we can't say, well, we don't think they're going to win, so we're not going to take it as easy. We have to go into every game with a mentality of we can't lose, we must win. You know, if we don't win, we don't. You know, we get a point, or something. Um, you know, and worrying about what other teams are doing. Like you say, it's weird because you're right about Wigan because it did seem like they were winning all the time, but they must have been quite a way behind to get those points up. But there, it is it is tight up there, like it's, like I said, you know, the teams will be dragged into it. You know, and I think with Hull losing their best two players. You know that's affected them in a in a big style. Oh yes. Um, again, Borough did not impress me. One IOT yesterday, they they put the ball in the back of the net which we didn't do. But apart from that, I think we've seen. I think we're one of the worst teams to come down here. Um, Huddersfield, they've they've got strikers so they can win one week, lose one week. I think they're be okay. You know Stoke again, they won. So it's, it's it is tough. I think it is one space now. Mm. So. Well,
3: the fixtures next week are interesting, though, because while we're playing Hull, um, Hull of course, uh, which both both of us are, are in that position, Huddersfield are playing Wigan, so they yeah. both can't win. Hmm. So, uh, well,
2: I, w- I did this the other day. I went through the, the fixtures, the, the fixture days for the rest of the season now, because obviously yesterday there was six of the bottom seven playing each other. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's only the final weekend of the season now where there isn't at least one clash between two sides within yep. that bottom six or bottom seven. So there, there will always be at least one team they won't be able to pick up points. The problem we've got at the moment is that makes very well, yeah, little not. difference when we're not picking up <laughs> yeah. any points anyway. Right, just just before we get into the the, the tweets and the emails and whatnot that have come in uh, and the forum posts and find out a bit more about how the listeners are feeling, I just want to talk about something else that, that came up. Uh, just as I was sat in the studio after yesterday's game feeling a bit disappointed about the fact that we've we've dropped into that relegation zone um it was pointed out to me that on on twitter to on instagram to noon the the majority shareholder of esi um had uh, announced that he was at dynamo bucharest the the side uh, that he'd been linked with a with, with a takeover um it's something that had been mentioned for a while um and basically put it on his Instagram that he was there. So it, you'd assume that if he's not got the deal over the line just yet, which I don't think he has, then he's pretty much there, the Romanian side. Um, what do you make of that? I mean, is it something you worry about, something you don't care about? I mean, it's, it's, it's It's been made quite clear when this rumour first came out a while ago that it's not ESI, the entity ESI, but obviously the major player in ESI is Tanun Namir. Without Tanun Namir there's no ESI because we ain't on paper Got any money? There's obviously not been a great deal of the proof that we got any money yet. Anyway, but um, do you worry? Do you find that interesting? Do you not care? Does, is it? How do you feel about that, Mark?
4: I care about that as much. as I care about things on Love Island and rubbish like that. Um, it it doesn't a lot of bother do me. Care about Love Island? I <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Depressing as well. Um, no, it doesn't bother me. You know, if a guy's minted and he wants to buy clubs, he, he obviously had this in the pipeline at the same time as he was looking at us. So it shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, I don't know if he wants to do the Roland route of buying clubs in every and having sort of like a network of clubs that club way. Club in every port. But if he does, he's going to behind Stowa Bucharest or a decent, you know, Dynamo good, good, Bucharest. Dynamo yeah. Bucharest. Or, um, you know, a club with some history. So I, I don't think it affects us one way or no. another. And if it, it's the same as going out, If when you're that rich, it's probably the same out yeah, of going to a new pair of trainers. I guess
2: the, the one thing that people have suggested is obviously we haven't really spent I mean Jonathan Woodgate said it himself Lee Bayer hasn't been backed financially in the entire time he's been here and whether, he, whether Woodgate himself includes the January transfer window where we didn't spend any money but we bought in some loan additions. Um, at the same time if you're not spending money on players in January and I know it's a difficult window um, some people might say we've got the money to go and buy a club elsewhere or to start funding a club elsewhere. That's That's one Potential conflict of interest there, I I guess. I think the
3: only thing that concerns me, um, and I'm I'm a similar position to Mark in as much as uh, if he goes out and buys 20 clubs, why should we care? You know, as long as he pays attention to this one, uh, uh, enough and gives us uh, enough backing, then I don't care how many clubs he's got. Uh, And that was the same with the previous owner, to be fair. But um, look how that went. Mm. So the only thing that I think concerns me is that theoretically, or, or actually factually, um, he hasn't actually bought us as such. The club he's bought, he's bought the, the entity of Charlton Athletic, but the football club, uh, football ground, and the training ground is still uh, yet to be paid still for, rolling, as it were. Yeah. Uh, so, ask me again after June, when or June July, when that's supposed to be settled. Uh, and if it is, then I'll have absolutely no cares whatsoever. If it isn't, and the money that probably should have come to us to pay for those entities have been used to pay for. Dynamo my Rest, then I'll be slightly more um, more miffed.
2: Yeah, I think that's a fair way of looking at it. And uh, I imagine, because just because of what we've been for over the last few years, it's, certain, it's certainly one that rings alarm bells. I will, I will say, I imagine the, the timing of the Instagram post wasn't ideal because nah, we just not, dropped yeah, into the yeah, relegation yeah, yeah. zone, but that's the way uh, things go. right? Let's have a listen, uh, a look at some of the, the, the messages that have come in then, uh, and feel was uh, the first one in last night? Says hi, guys. I can't see us getting out of this hole now. Uh, the January transfer window under ESI just completed the mess that Chatelet had left us in. Uh, with the news that ESI are buying a Dynamo Bucharest, well, that's not quite right. It's Tanoon rather than ESI. Um, apparently, um, uh, started starting to believe that we're no better off. South Hall and ESI have a lot of explaining to do, uh, or won't be buying a season ticket if we get relegated, unless I see real investment uh, in both the playing squad and the training ground that's from Phil cheers for that Phil and then Doogie uh, says evening chaps I've taken a while to unwind after yesterday especially after a 450 mile round trip Uh, as all home games are, that's a long one Uh, frustrated that every game seen recently, we are always set up wrong from the start, after 20 minutes or so Bayer changes it, and we seem much better trouble with this is that we give our opponents a foothold in the game and it helps their confidence, yesterday again undone by our own mistakes, still had chances in the second half, especially but too little was, too late, Uh, better performance in the Huddersfield game, but still a long way from er earlier season form Bond made a difference, and would certainly prefer him to Green, who seems low on conference the referee was not the best but no excuses there On to hull this is now our cup final yeah cheers for that uh do get i mean so interesting points from phil uh from elton just before then i mean i'd, I'd anyone who who looks at social media which is obviously a, a breeding ground for all sorts of stuff but, <laughs> but i mean phil phil has uh echoed a a sentiment that's been shared by a few people yesterday i mean obviously there's certainly people with the other viewpoint that they're not they're not panicking yet or they're not they're not too upset yet, but there are some people a bit disappointed with, with what's gone in January and, and how that's affected the rest of the season so far.
3: I can understand that. Um, I, I think that's more naivety in, in, in the way it was handled rather than any, anything sinister. But that's my hope as much as belief. Uh, so Because you know January transit windows notoriously are, are horrible anyway and, and probably everybody we try to get were overpriced. Uh, uh, I know there were a few... Um, Close calls we didn 't get who we wanted to get by all accounts, no particular names given, but that was the the stories coming out um, so yeah I, I I just think the um uh, the announcements of what we were going to do um probably didn 't help uh, or no it didn 't help almost certainly didn 't help so uh, I think that 's just a little bit of naivety i 'd like to think rather than anything uh, anything sinister
2: well also if your view on it, mark because obviously like said phil Phil was uh Quite disappointing. I noticed a, a lot of tweets aimed towards the, the the current ownership now, which is obviously something we've seen a lot over the last few years with the previous ownership. Um, too early to tell? Uh, alarm bells ringing about some of the stuff that's, that you've heard or, no, I or you've think read? No, or- I
4: think it's too early to tell. I think there was an article in the um, Voice yesterday saying about the um, January transfer window and which clubs did what kind of business. And no one did anything spectacular. We were pretty much average amongst that. You know, you did wonder... You know, I think people put two and two together and made six million because they look oh you've got this really rich inventor we can get all these players you know they've got well, we talked about this before they've got to be the right fit boya's got to want them gallon's got to want them and they've got to want to come here we've got to offer what it is you know obviously a few of these players read that and thought you know what i'm going to ask for more money price themselves out of moves here you know, we've got what we've got now, and you do what we do. I think the expectation level was probably raised higher than it should have been. Um, I think a lot of people, um, and it's going to sound, and it's not supposed to be patronising, a, a younger breed of fan sees that money and goes, oh, we can buy this player, this player, this player, whereas possibly Terry and myself go, you know what, it's not going to happen like that you know and so at the end of it i think i agree with terry i think you wait to the summer you know a depending what division we're in and then see what investment comes in and then see and look at it from a with a clear perspective then and say right they've had six months they've had two windows where are we you know where are we planning for what we're we looking for and that's a way to look at it i think Everything now is just too much to say. Oh, we didn't buy three centre halves, two strikers, a midfield player. You know, yep, we we didn't. So, and you can't go back in time. There's no DeLorean.
3: Exactly. I also also think that you know, extenuating circumstances ought to be taken into account as well. I mean, nobody would have foreseen us losing Conor Gallagher uh, in the way we did. And I think uh, I think most people would probably agree if we'd still had Conor in the side, we probably wouldn't be where we are now.
2: Yeah, I think that's, uh, well, you'd hope so anyway. But anyway, right, ever uh, James tweets in, uh, they say, give it time to digest after the game. Well, one hour and eight minutes, that was enough. He obviously sent this yesterday. <laughs> uh, what we saw today was hopeless. We're never going to score. Uh, to be fair, Borough were gifted their goal. Uh, we are. We at this stage should be grinding out positive results. I don't care how they come, just don't lose. We absolutely have to win a hole and hope that others slip up. It's in our hands. We keep focus, which we weren't today. And with nine to go, we can still do it. It's not lost uh it's not all lost not a chance uh we need to stay together cheers for that ev paul says uh uh tonight's channel live is going to be need to be four hours long <laughs> i'm gutted steady yeah i'm gutted and he says i'm gutted but i'm right that esi are nothing uh but useless uh, i called it from the off all liars what a shame but did we really think that roland would sell to anyone good that's from uh paul williams uh yesterday uh cheers for that paul um Yeah, a bit of a a to and fro there. And then Mitch, another one who who had a long journey. Uh, Mitch uh, had a 568-mile round trip. And I saw this tweet yesterday, so I looked up where he lives. He lives just outside Middlesbrough. Oh, ouch. Uh, Saltburn, I think it was called. So, yeah, I wouldn't fancy he's going to have a difficult week. Uh, Depressed drive back and thinking that it's time. Somebody told Lee that diamonds aren't forever. I've got to go to work in Middlesbrough on Monday. Uh, And Hemed is uh, nicking a living. Uh, Man in Pants says, there was not a lot going on in my pants today, more though than there was going on in Jason Pierce's head for the first 30 minutes. Uh, Rob says, under Roland, we found out within weeks he was clueless and dangerous. We have to hold fire and just concentrate on backing the team. Mistakes will be made, but ESI are not Roland, so we have to give them some time. There's a plan and we need to know Yes, but let's not implode. James said, I was frustrated with yesterday's game, but it's still in our hands. The squad is good enough to stay up. The 11 players that start each game need to fight for the club, and that was what was missing uh, yesterday. Um, Anthony says, uh, for those of you who are old enough, I'm amazed how similar our past is to now. This is a name that came up a while ago, actually, Terry, and I'm going to need you to remind me how to pronounce it. Mark. The former owner Mark Hullier. Hullier? Uh, Mark Hullier, yeah. Hullier, yeah. So Anthony says uh, um, he he feels there's a similarity between Mark and, and and the new ownership. I mean can you see anything in that? Yeah. I mean is it still <coughs> That's too difficult early? one
3: to call. I mean Mark came in. I remember Mark Hullier coming in and he was seen as a saviour. Um he uh, sadly couldn't also buy the, the 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 actual ground. And is this um, what
2: left left us leaving? Uh, uh,
3: ultimately, but plus he you know he, he wanted to turn it around and he had all the best intentions, Mark. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of it. Um, and bought in Alan Simpson, um, which uh, which you know that that in itself probably crippled <laughs> us as well. The the money that uh, we had to spend on on getting Alan Simpson in, who was by the way outstanding. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I don't know. It's difficult to say. I'd I'd say probably not. I think Mark Halley was, uh, I think, I'm sure he was a Charlton fan, actually. And so had all the best intentions. His son's still knocking about. Does Does the the van videos. So, um, oh, is it? Oh, okay. That's him, think.
2: I I assume it's his son, yeah. He's definitely a relative. You know,
3: and and, uh, did it with all the right intentions. And and what is similar is that we were desperate to get rid of the Glicksteins. Marklier came in and, and was seen as our savior to do that, and so in that respect, in the same way as um e s i have come in, and we were desperate to get rid of de Châtelet, so in that that's where it's similar because um you know you uh, you're, you're desperate for change uh, and we've got that. Whether we should be quite uh, jumping on the uh, on uh, on the throats of our new ownership just yet is is probably a mute point. and I, I wouldn't personally. Uh, and um, you know, I I was the same with every other fan. I thought when Mark Hullier came in, it was great, absolutely great, and uh, and it was the dawn of a new era. Sadly, it uh, it didn't go quite according to certainly didn't go to his, according to his plans.
2: Yeah, well, London Geezer says a lot of fans are now questioning the owners. Some even saying that we were better off. Under Du Châtelet, what you've used, uh, Mark? It? Well, that, that that could be a good way for you to end the show. <laughs> Did you feel? Oh, Did you uh, think that's a slight overreaction?
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean, what was it three months they've had us now, isn't it? For officially, since they took over. Yeah, well, jan- jan- January. J- January? Second, was it? Yeah, and, yeah, and we're in we're we're March now. And like I say when you go online, and like I say it, social media, is terrible. And I feel a bit sorry for people who always tag Matt Southland to everything, all their huh. comments. I'm thinking he's been pretty engaging. He hasn't hidden anywhere. You know, he's engaged with fans, he's engaged with people. And I think it's, it's too early to, to like I say to, for people to be saying, you know, we were better off under Roland. And I'm thinking, no, no, we weren't. 6,000 of us stood in the car park wanting Roland out. You know, so I don't think this, I think it was, it was the expectation level was just too high too soon for some people. And they just looked at it and just went, oh, we've got to blame somebody. So no, I, I I don't think that at all. Mm. I mean, like like Terry says, you know, you don't want to be proved wrong. But uh, I'm thinking I'm more than willing to give him a a chance because after after what we've gone through for the last X amount of years, I'm under under Roly.
2: Right, so. excellent. Well, that's a good way for you to end your uh, your stint on the show. Mark you uh, much. has to leave after an hour. Thanks for coming in, Mark. It's no, a, you're welcome. And, uh, can t- I
4: just say good morning to the Auckland addicts?
2: All oh, right, yeah. Because, they, they
4: because I know there's a few of them who listen live huh? first thing in the morning in the kitchens.
2: Cool, what a miserable start to the week that will be. I know. And I always say <laughs> that. You should apologise yeah. as well. Yeah. For like
4: yeah. The other side of the world in a better place than you were than yeah. being in the Valley on the first 45 minutes on Saturday. Yeah, excellent.
2: Right, well, cheers for coming in, Mark, and we shall see you soon. We're going to have a quick break here on Charlton Live. We'll be back in 30 seconds.
3: Striding forward, maybe so. Still on it now. Chip ball. Looking for the run of Very Williams. Ball. What
5: a good ball that is. What a great run from Williams. Trump trying to get in the box, says Macaulay! McCullough- yeah! yeah!
2: Hi, right, so welcome back. This is Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Mark Newbury has left the building. He's on his uh, way home, but the show goes on. Um, I was, I was going to look at some of the, the the messages that came in on the forum as well. Muzza uh, says that we looked scared yesterday. The passing had no pattern of play. When we did get into good positions, the players took an extra touch and the chance was gone. Uh, apart from two tame shots, Burrows' goalie didn't really have to make a save. The crossing was poor as well. Purrington gifted Middlesbrough the goal uh the rest of the defense gift wrapped the present for them as well uh for the first time this season the cover end went quiet for the rest of the first half i think the fans have realized that this squad isn't good enough for this league too many individual errors have cost us dear the only hope I can now see is that Hull City will continue to be an utter freefall and will go down instead of us. If we don't beat them next week, then I don't feel that we have any right to stay up. If we fail to string some results together, in all probability, the three clubs that came up from League One last season will go straight back down again. The gulf between the Championship and League One appears to be growing. There's still hope, but the players have to believe that they can do it and stick to the game plan that Boya. And Jackson set out for them. Yeah, his uh, his hoping. Yeah, he's, I can't imagine it's something you actually seen too often now. Um, all three promoted clubs going down. I can't. I'd have to look at the It'd be stats be I'd be to see surprised. when that last yeah.
3: happened. Yeah, um, because normally you, um, you get the impetus of of promotion, especially the uh, whoever wins it. Mm. Normally, whoever wins League One, I think, then goes on a bit of a run and, and does really well the following season in the Championship. Of course, uh, Luton have bunked that trend.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Just again, a way of showing that we have perhaps overachieved in some ways that we've managed to be above I'd, those two. <laughs> yeah, it'll be
3: interesting to see what the stats are um, regarding the side that comes up in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, how, how many survive. But, I mean, most people had us down for relegation candidates um, uh, for this season. So, we're, we're, we are where most people expected us to be. Uh, it's just, as, as we've said before, that that run at the beginning of the season where everything seemed to click and we were on fire. As um, as at least allowed us to have uh, uh, a belief that we can get out of it, and I, you know, I'm I'm still on the uh, on the positive side of that.
2: Well, I Mendonca and just said that we lost the match in the first 20 minutes. Why can't mm. we do this to other teams? Uh, I mean, there's certainly there's a few things I look that, that we give to other teams that I wish we do it more. <laughs> other teams would do it more often for us, yeah. like the gift wrapping of goals. I mean, it doesn't happen too much. I was thinking when Jeff Cameron, the QPR defender, couldn't clear his lines, properly with a header in added time that Naby Sarr scored. That was. We don't often get goals is handed to us on a plate do we No we
3: don't and uh, and it's symptomatic of us I think that that we have to craft and we have to uh, work hard for our goals uh, and there's nothing wrong with that of course uh, and we shouldn't expect gifts necessarily um we just have to stop giving them <laughs>
2: yeah it's not even the season anymore over christmas you don't understand it right mcsquared says uh, uh the way things are going fortress valley will have to be renamed tent valley uh, let's hope the grim reaper doesn't reappear things are starting to look very dodgy with one sloppy goal seeming to be enough to take care of a squeaky bum time has most definitely dawned sadly it's not the last chance saloon time but three defeats on the spin speaks for itself it's now or never i mean that is one of the You can't get caught too... You can't let a bad run go on and on and on because we saw how difficult it can be to get out of that and if you get dragged down into one of those runs then the mentality will be on the floor.
3: Well, especially this part of the season. You absolutely can't. And where we are, we go on that run and we're down. So we've got to pick up two or three wins somehow, somewhere.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, all right. Now, Tom... Uh, Van Der Steen uh, um, emails in saying yesterday I failed to take anyone's advice and stay off social media uh, (laughs) after the game so apologies but here goes my rant Uh, I have to say the defeatist response to those uh, these results is disappointing first of all this is where we all said we would be at the start of the season we had the lowest budget at the start of the season and we lost top players from the previous season secondly the injury period was arguably the worst known to the club in recent years we took eight points from a possible 45 note if we didn't have that period or even to the extent and say just got two or three additional wins over those three months uh, we would be mid-table now yes it's ifs and buts uh, but you cannot prepare for a crisis like that at any level finally uh, like you guys have said in previous weeks those results happened at the start of the season we cannot discount them we have in some instances outplayed some of the best teams in this league and uh, that says more uh, that says to me that we have it in us to do it again Gallagher and Lecco were great for us but I do not believe that losing them turns us from one of the most exciting teams in their league to one of the worst yes we are seriously lacking confidence but it's forcing us to make these individual errors that are uncharacteristic but come on Bayer. Uh, the people saying Bayer out," they've got to give me a break. Last point, uh, great show as always. Yeah, cheers for that, uh, Tom in uh, Cheshire. Yeah, I mean we've we have seen one or two. Uh, there was a thread I noticed on the on the forum last night about Bayer, about getting Bayer out of his job. I mean, you have to you have to take into Wild account word. how badly he's had his hands tied behind his back in terms of you know the transfer window uh, under uh, under. Both ownerships, really. I guess he hasn't had much money to spend. And, of course, the injury crisis. I mean, he's shown what he can achieve last season, a team that was never expected to get promoted. And, obviously, we started off like a house on fire this season. Yes, we've hit the the expected bit of trouble, but we are still within a shot of staying up. in this If we start up in this division this season, that would be a remarkable achievement.
3: I have plenty of time and patience and understanding of, uh, of people who are um, panicking or people who are... Uh, worried, uh, nervous, and uh, <clears throat> uh, even having a pop at players uh, saying they're not good enough, and because that, that's opinions about uh, uh, the and and the position we're in. I, I get it, I understand it, and and put up with it because because uh, I do understand where they're coming from. The one thing I don't grasp and I really can't understand is the thought of getting rid of the <laughs> It Just makes absolutely zero sense to me, and and I, don't, I just don't know where it comes from, uh, other than blind panic. Um, what possible use would it serve? And who, who are you going to get in for a start I mean, to, to 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 write to the ship, as it were? Because most people would, would, are saying, right, it's down to individual mistakes. It's to down to this. It's down to that. And most of them aren't in, uh, by your resume, and in control of. So um, we know how good a manager. Is he, you know, everybody last year when we got to Wembley and we got up, uh, pretty much everybody was saying, we you know, we got our charm back. This, this, you know, we identify with John, and that's at a point where we still had the old ownership. You know, so to uh, there's lots of re- um, understanding I've got for people panicking and in the position we're in but that's not one of them
2: mm, yeah there we go right uh, next email comes in from Steve uh, so Saturday was very disappointing I sit in the northwest quadrant with my four year old son uh, and once again, we had fans fighting amongst each other. Adults. Well, that's uh, sad to read. Uh, fans booing rather than getting behind the team and the abuse being shouted at Dylan Phillips from the North Stand. I wonder how long until the fans turn on Lee Bowyer. Uh, we gave away a silly goal once again. But hey, next week we could go again at Hull. Uh, love the show and let's hope for three points next Saturday. Uh, come on, you, yeah, that's Cheers for Steve. Yeah, and certainly frustrations boiling over in, in some aspects there in the crowd as well which is bad to see right Sammy I like this email I read this uh, earlier not uh, not not a fan of fans holding on to the match ball normally however Borough got a corner uh, and when the ball went out of play it came straight to me uh, uh, came running over telling me to hurry up and give the ball back because he could see we were light at the back so I gave it the old scouse calm down, calm down and he started giving it back a lovely round of applause by the home fans uh, whilst I made sure the players were organised did you see this Terry? Yeah I saw it Yeah. yeah. yeah well done <laughs> uh, he says the next time he came over they were winning uh, he shouted 1-0 at me uh, oi oi what's the score uh, then he did 1-0 with his hands uh, fair play to him appreciating the banter and giving it back it's a completely pointless story but that was only my hi- that was my only highlight from yesterday, Hull was another great chance to climb out of the relegation zone and put it back in our hands. Uh, we need somehow to keep positive and back bows and the players <laughs> yeah I like that Sammy and that is good actually. I do like when when players give it back to a fan because they 've done something like Sammy said he's then suck it up and take absolutely, it yeah, absolutely yeah and, and sammy's clearly taking that in the right spirit and the player as well so well done I can't stand it when players like howl abuse a, a, a opposition. Uh, when fans howl abuse opposition players and then they score and they they shush them and then they oh, start moaning like like Carlin or something last week i mean if you give it out you got, oh, you've got absolutely, to be prepared yeah. to I mean, take the, it. the
3: one the one the, the times when they give it uh, give it the shush when people have done nothing to them it tends to wind me up mm. uh, i think collins for luton was one of them when they uh, when they scored uh, I mean nobody'd been giving uh Luton any un un
2: Oh Harry Cornick wasn't it? Yeah, they yeah, done it last year yeah, as well and they lost both times. Exactly, really.
3: exactly, yeah. But so that's a bit I don't get. But if you're uh, a bit like with Carlin, if you if you're gonna give the abuse you got to, you've got to expect to get a bit back.
2: Yeah, uh, right. Derek, uh, emails in. Hi guys, was at the game yesterday, uh, and as was uh, was as disappointed as everyone else with the result and the performance it's Very worrying uh, that we now seem to think just lumping the ball forward is the best way to score. Uh, when our early season good form was based on playing through the midfield, I know we are without Conor Gallagher now, uh, but we don't seem to have the confidence or ability to retain possession long enough to fashion opportunities for the forwards. Uh, it did seem from the Birmingham game onwards that teams sussed out that if they pressed us high up the pitch, it can cause mass panic 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 a big hoof and a loss of possession is that a mental thing though Uh, unless lee can find a way of rediscovering at least some of those successful early season patterns of play i fear the worst however booing the players is counterproductive and i urge all of our fans to get behind lee and the team whatever the performance and the result the players are exhibiting enough nervousness as it is and barricanum won't help fingers crossed we can get the results to keep us up uh he then as when is Matt Southall coming on the show lots of fans on social media appear to be querying uh ESI's commitment to the cause I think it would be good to hear some words of reassurance from him about the position and his support for Lee uh, and the team at this crucial time cheers for producing what is always an enjoyable show yeah cheers Derek yeah I did I've asked a question about uh Matt via the, the club's press but um obviously I, I need to press that a bit harder really because uh uh, Matt's got his own press people as well so maybe I'll, I'll drop them a message as well because it'd be great to have to, to have Matt on the show maybe he could be able to sort of ease a few fears or yeah something, it'd be
3: yeah? nice and, and I think it will ease a few I think it won't appease those who have already made their minds up I suspect but uh, yeah it'd be a nice touch and and. Uh, I don't see. I mean, so far, Matt Seldom's come across as a very accessible uh, person and, and always open to to, to talk. So uh, I don't see why he wouldn't necessarily.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's timing as well because I think. He well, looks, as well. I yeah. think, I'm not sure if he's still up in Manchester or not, but obviously Sunday's the day we're on, and probably the only day he gets with his family. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll try and sort that one out and and, and do something together right this is from millie hi guys great podcast cheers millie um it's very worrying being in the bottom three but it is only two points i think we all need to stick together the players are going to need us uh silly mistakes cost us but we all know what this team is capable of Uh, they need the mental strength now it's in our hands we need to go to Hull and own that game we've got nine cup finals with 27 points still up for grabs it's not over until leads away or at least until we are mathematically safe i really believe we will stay up but they need to keep their heads up. Yeah, I, I am enjoying the fact that Leeds seem to be rampant again because hopefully they'll be sorted before they, the dusted, end of the season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, and they'll they want to help, help out their old know, mate, we'll Lee Bowyer. end of season party. Yeah. Here. <laughs> uh, that'll do. Yeah, well, see so you see. Right, David says, Hi guys, listen to the Lee Bowyer interview saying we rarely win when teams match us up, uh, but it seems if we play five at the back or in the diamond, uh, we get hurt in wide positions because we are so exposed in wide positions. Surely try and... The four four two is an option. Well, we did see that yesterday. Went to, went to a flat four four two. I mean, there was clearly an improvement there. Is something that we've played a lot. I think I think we did play it when he first came in a couple of times. A flat four four two, back in League One, that the first season he came. So I mean, do you think that's something that he might try a bit more often?
3: Yeah, I think it, it, that's fair. Again, it depends on the personnel we've got mm-hmm. available as well. Um, but there's still that. Um, you know, when we come against up against players uh, teams that play at Diamond and they've got that sort of rogue. Defensive midfield player or rogue central midfield player that can that can drift about, and uh, if we're in a rigid formation, we don't seem to be able to cope with it. Um, I would just like to see us i not necessarily match up—but if if they've got that playmaker very early on, and you can see it, and or you must know it by looking at uh, uh, footage of of previous games, then um, target target that person so as they don't—they're not able to uh, to dictate play.
2: Mm. All right, Lee Chapman. Uh, the games that bug me are Bristol City away, Millwall away, Sheffield Wednesday away, <laughs> Huddersfield at home, Hull at home, Cardiff at home. That's seven points dropped uh, in, in after 85 minutes in most cases. They keep them and we're in a decent position yeah. point wise. Yeah, I mean, that is, I can't do nothing about that no, now. But it, makes, it makes really depressing hearing yeah, it, when, it, when, it, when right. it's listed like that. Yeah. Right, let's have a quick break here on Chart I've still got more of your messages to come to uh, in about 30 seconds or so.
6: Taylor, slowly walks, still, now into the pens here, Lyle Taylor up against the goalkeeper, Taylor steps up, strikes yeah! the scores, yeah! calm as you like from Lyle Taylor, and John have that second that they've been dying to get. get, get.
2: Right, welcome back. Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Don't forget we'll be back here on Thursday uh, to look ahead to the game against Hull City next week. That's a bloody big one, isn't it? So uh, make sure you join us on Thursday for the big match preview uh, as we look ahead to that game. Um, we've got a few more tweets that came in. Alex says, the goals are drying up because our attacking play is completely predictable. Uh, we can't keep a clean sheet to save our lives. Bayer needs to change how we play and, keep, and get us keeping possession and defending with the ball. I don't think he or the team have it in them uh, unfortunately I mean I guess there's uh, there's an argument to be said that if you're too slow in possession and you keep it for too long then obviously the teams can get set behind us and I've tried and think of some of our better goals this season have come from quick breaks on turnover of play or getting the ball forward quickly. I'm I'm just thinking back to that that first goal we scored at Fulham away, for example. Derby as well. Yeah, Derby. When when we actually turn possession over and we try and catch teams out while they're still trying to get back into possession... That that seems to be where, where we can be at our best. But I guess when you're not scoring any goals, you, you, you take them whichever way they come right now. Absolutely, out.
3: yeah. I mean, we, you know, we seem to have lost that incisiveness that we had where, you know, everybody was moving. Everybody was uh, uh, knowing, seemed to know where the, where, where, where the pass was coming. Uh, and the fluidity we had seems to have slightly disappeared. Uh, and that might be down to nerves. It might be down to personnel. i say so we haven't got Conor Gallagher anymore, who was uh, fairly... Um, a focal point in all of those moves
2: mm. yeah scores cool. just coming from elsewhere England have beaten Japan by a goal to nil in the she believes cup A late goal from Ellen White to uh, recover from that opening defeat against uh, the USA so well done uh, to the Lionesses they're right Prattley's pocket says we are the masters of our own downfall uh, playing out from the back with a technically limited defence doesn't work uh, against Bristol we were pretty direct and we won Lee Johnson commented on how physical Lyle and a uh, Bose needs to change things or he is out on the line yeah so if you think of all three of the goals in that game all came from like, sort of quick long balls over the top the first one that, that Bond caught the keeper off the, mm-hmm. off the line the the second one was a long one that Bond challenged for. The third one, I think it was Lockie who played it down the channel for for Bond to square for doubt him. And that's when that's for me is when we're at the best, not when we're trying to weave our way for a team that we've allowed to set and, and, and to get back into shape. Especially when, uh, straight from Dylan Phillips, there was a couple of times yesterday. And, and to be fair, um,
3: I think it was shot, wasn't it, who had a decent game. Um, but I don't think it was pressed enough. Uh, and we didn't hit the angles enough until... Macaulay Bond came on and then, then we started to do that. And and we did turn them and put them under pressure. And that's you know, that's when we looked slightly more threatening. Still didn't score mine, but um, yeah, yeah I, I think it depends on the same team you come up against. You know, we could come up against Hull and it's completely different. Their two best players could be their two centre-halves, in which case we've got to think of something else.
2: Mm, yeah, Sammy, uh, so we look scared and negative passing backwards, which cost us another goal up front. We need Lyle to stay on his feet and hold the ball up. Uh, we are lacking leaders. Uh, Borough had far too much time in midfield and once again, they were overlapping our full with ease. Hull is massive. Steve Nutley will be disappointed. Said I was looking forward to Tom Wallin uh, putting a good spin on this one this (laughs) evening. Uh, He always picks me up when I hear his positivity. Well, I'm just going on his Twitter page. He's still reasonably positive. Uh, Nine to go. Let's get the hell out of the uh, bottom three. uh, Three biggest games now uh, against uh, Hull. Uh, They're all big now. Uh, Right, Hendrix says, Our so-called fans use the ownership as a complete excuse. Like when we went down before, it was all Roland's fault. Now we're struggling. It's East Street Investments' fault. Uh, The truth of the matter is the fake fans don't like going when we are losing. That's the truth. I have said from day one this season, without investment, our squad is full of average to lower League One players. We are punching uh, to be still in with a shout of staying up, uh, but our so-called fans are deluded uh, to think otherwise. Uh, with players like Bond, Phillips, Sarr, Lockyer, you're not going to be challenging for the playoffs. Uh, we never will. The club needs new players in to be realistic. Unfortunately, our fake fans uh, think the players uh, we have are good enough and this is why we are always struggle. I mean, there's a few contradictions there implying that you can't blame the owners and then talking about investment. I mean, I think you, you sort of at t- t- cross wires there a little bit. And also, I mean, Im- implication that the fans only wanted to stay away when we're in League One because we're in League One. I mean, if you look at the Contrast in attendances—the last time we're in League One under Parky and Powley, i mean, that that was four, five thousand more people yeah, here per game.
3: I don't, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily agree with the fake fan comment. I think that you know we've got uh, we've got great support. Generally speaking, we've got great support. Uh, what we have now, of course, and it's it, it, it's a society thing for me not just not just a Charlton thing is this instant gratification instant reward instant gratification you need you need results now you need them instantly there's no building anymore you've you know they see uh, ESI come in with the potential cash that they might have and they want instant results they want uh, you know fans want us to be at the top of the table straight away because uh, because of, of, of what's happened whereas um, you know life generally doesn't tend to be like that uh, and I do wonder sometimes um, how people would have coped back in uh, and, and I'm, I do I People are probably going to be bored with me saying something like this, but and fed up. But you know, back in Lenny Lawrence's time, when we were absolutely struggling from yeah. time to time, and, war, um, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, do you know, what I mean, yeah. And I <laughs> apologise for saying it, but I, I still think it's true that uh, you know, when we were playing at um, that uh, place in Surrey, oh, of course, cool. so, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, and Lenny Lawrence was trying to trying to get us just um, keep us in the uh, in the top division. We had some hairy moments, <laughs> and I'm not t- entirely sure quite a few of the, the the fans that are screaming now would have survived that.
2: <laughs> right, Sarah Saunders. I'm trying to stay positive. Uh, not one is going to be disappointed, but at which point are we allowed to stop believing uh, without being told we're being negative? My faith is being tested. Uh, is Tom Wallin still feeling that like we'll be okay? I'm hoping uh, tonight you guys can make me feel positive again. Well, Tom did respond to that, saying I'm feeling okay, but definitely not quite as confident. Uh, as I was one win though uh, will change everything again. we'll be alright Sarah yeah promise you. we'll be fine Yeah, we'll play that in the end we'll get relegated uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget it in, in a couple of weeks yeah <laughs> um, uh, Sebo I asked uh, what people think we need to do uh, to tighten up the back Sebo says we need to get Naby and uh, Phil says it's too late we needed a centre half in January but we got four midfielders why I mean that's something that's come up a, f- a few times uh, now, does it?
3: Yeah, I think again, it's, it's uh, but probably because of the. the I don't. I wouldn't say panic's probably the right word, but because of the, the way the January transfer window panned out, we lost Conor Gallagher, so we needed to replace him. Um, and uh, when you consider that we, we had Pierce, Saar, Lockyer, Prattley, who can play at the back, Deji Oshile, that's five centre halves we've got in the in the squad. I think that's enough. I mean, the fact that then you lose three of them through injury isn't necessarily something you'd predict. So um, I think uh, the trying to replace the focal point of our, uh, in my opinion, where where our weaknesses was, weaknesses were, and probably still is, is in that midfield because that's where we seem to be losing games for me. So I can understand why it was, and uh, uh, I wouldn't have expected. I think if we'd have gone out and bought two centre halves uh, and no midfield players, then uh, the same argument and same criticism would have been levied. I think.
2: Yeah. Uh, right uh, into the blue. Uh, this may be controversial, but how about when we get a throw in, then throw the bloody ball down the line, twenty oh, or thirty meters, rather than backwards. Overload on that wing, make the opposition panic, and kick it out again. Gain territory, head towards their goal. Frustrated at last.
3: <laughs> how many times I've been banging that particular drum for years? It, it really annoys me when we go backwards. Is,
2: right? is it Liverpool? You have a throwing coach now. <sighs> I think it is. I think there's one. That, I think it's Liverpool. You have a throwing it coach. Do you, you think we us, need one? It just puts
3: us immediately on the back foot, and especially when you're when when you're struggling a little bit and not sometimes it can see that you're just throwing it down the line for positional uh, play but uh, and and I can understand that point of view but you know, how many times have we lost possession, throwing yeah. it backwards and then going across and put ourselves under pressure? Yeah, yeah. So so that's what as
2: well. I don't know if I've ever known a team uh, to be so bad at throw-ins that we have been this season. Uh, we must lose the majority of The amount of times I've seen us try and get away with foul throws as well. But that's, a, <laughs> that's another one. Right, Jake wants to see us play a solid four-four-two 4 2 Lockyer and Saar, centre-back. We owned the game when we changed it to that yesterday. are yep. just lacking confidence up top, but that lucky ball isn't quite falling, but it will. There's still nine games left to go. Uh, we don't do it easy that's the tone that we know uh, and that we love uh, right John says we need to tell the side to relax a bit uh, For we started to we started taut and tense uh, it doesn't help when the manager goes from I told them they're good players to we're not good enough to concede the first goal I mean obviously Bowie is Bowie, yeah I mean, there was some frustration there when he said that we're not good enough to concede the first goal we're not good enough to give away the first goal and that I mean clearly that's frustration coming through there from Bowie. it is
3: because that wasn't the case last year uh, last season um, even if uh, look what happened Wembley conceded the first goal we came back and won it so yeah um, I mean that's
2: a good example of giving away the first goal absolutely yeah
3: so I think um yeah that's probably more of a a statement out of frustration more than anything else because certainly yeah we've all right we've lost characters in the side and and players in the side from from last season and good players at that and you probably argue that we haven't necessarily replaced like for like um and and then Conor are going as well is the same. So um, I think uh, I think I get what Bowie was trying to get at, and uh, and especially at the moment we're probably he's probably right as well at the moment in the position we're in and the way we're playing we're probably not good enough mm-hmm. to come back from a goal yeah, down.
2: Well, Tom says, uh, uh, yet yeah, again another gutless defeat where we didn't score. Other than a ten-minute spell in the second half, we were awful. We resort to long ball for the entire second half. ESI is poor January could cost us dearly let's hope they've got big money for a summer rebuild the only way we'll stay up is if Hull lose every game between now and the end of the season or Sheffield Wednesday are a deducted 21 points so both of which are possible yeah well yeah they, they are uh, Birmingham got away got away with it uh, Birmingham well, were found not guilty from,
3: might, yeah. uh, the if might appeal that though I've heard mm.
2: imagine if like the entire bottom three stay up because <laughs> because Derby Birmingham and Sheffield Wednesday yeah. all get points deducted. that would be there. magic wouldn't it that would be funny yeah but deserved. be deserved <laughs> just the luck we need uh, so I did put it out there on Twitter this afternoon and uh, I'm going to get to as many of your tweets as possible, but I did ask um, how you rate our chances of avoiding the dreaded drop uh, back into League One. CFC Facts and Stats said, fair to middling. Uh, John Cooper says that next Saturday really could be make or break. We must beat Hull. The players need to be fired right up for it and go at it from the off. Uh, Danny says, uh, don't you feel though that Boyer looks dejected all the time now? He's a born winner and playing with fire in his belly. He doesn't seem to get that the players fired up as he used to be. I mean, Boja looks dejected always. The only time he, he's looked not dejected was about for half a second after Patrick Bauer's after goal where Wimbley, he started yeah. running down the touchline and then he remembered himself and st- started looking dejected again on, on, on the touchline. So, I mean, it does always look like that. He doesn't show his
3: emotions uh, immediately, Lee Bowie, I think that's fair. Uh, but I think, um, I think, I'd, I wouldn't necessarily um, agree that the, the players aren't out there with fire in the belly. I think, uh, one of the frustrations for me yesterday in the first half was that we seemed to be running around with like headless chickens chasing shadows uh, there was there was no fault um, from my side about uh, not put, trying to put the effort in it was just it was just that we were we were just not effective at all uh, and then we I, again i don't agree that it was only a 10 minute spell second half i thought we were much better in the second half mm. totally but um the, the, the fact is, we still didn't score regardless, and, and that's something we've got to change.
2: Yeah, right. Um. So, Neil Stevens says we've got a 50 50 chance of staying up. Uh, nothing has been decided in this division yet, and it never will be until the very end. Paul says if we play like the first half yesterday, then we've got absolutely uh, no chance. George says if we lose next week, then it's all over. Uh, Daniel says if we win next week then we'll be okay I'd like to see Navi and Tom uh, back in because we lacked pace at the back and the distribution wasn't very good either especially in the first half glimpses in the second uh, but we lacked quality Mike says we need people to stand up and be counted we need a win uh, at least within one of the next two games uh, to, to have any chance right Pete Howarth says unsure why we didn't play with two up front from the start we bullied uh, last Saturday and this weekend uh a shocking, another defensive error. Uh, we played with more fight when we played the kids over Christmas period. Uh, we're missing Gallagher uh, big time. Uh, Richard Justin says it's worth noting that all three of the deadline day signings in Davis, McGeady, and Smith were unused yesterday. Why didn't we improve other positions if we prefer? Other players. I mean it's something that keeps coming up again and again, doesn't it so.
3: Yeah, I mean it, you can't argue with um, you know, when people say well hold on, you've got Davis, McGeady and uh, and Smith and you know, they, they were all our January signings and they're not playing. Um I think you tried McGeady last week against Huddersfield in that in that formation and uh, as good as McGeady is on the ball, um <laughs> it, it meant we were it, there were there were gaps um in in, in defense or in, in his role. Because, you know, we rely heavily on everybody helping everybody else. Do you know what I mean? We we have to play as a as a committed side. And I think um, that was probably found a little bit wanting. And maybe it's because he hasn't played enough football. I don't know. But Davis, for me, is, is a strange one. Because I think um, he was always probably only signed for cover uh, for, for the likes of Prattley and Cullen. Uh, because I don't think you can get away with paying all three of them in the same side. They're all too similar. Uh, I think we even, there isn't even an argument saying maybe you can't play Cullen and Prattley in the same side. Uh, But maybe we haven't got enough bodies to be able to get away with not doing that. Um, But then, uh, Smith, I have no idea because I don't know... Uh, I don't know, I don't really know what type, him, exactly, yeah, so I don't know what he brings, from him yet. so, so I can't really say one way or the other.
2: Uh, right, right, Mark, uh, I, I, I said, uh, how do you rate our chances of staying up? He says, if the fans don't moan and groan over a misplaced pass within the first two minutes, then maybe uh, we'll stand a chance. Right, we've uh, run out of time on this evening's Charlton Live. Uh, thanks to those of you who've listened uh, all the way to the very end. It's absolutely flown by. Uh, this evening and the time fly when you're in the relegation zone and <laughs> it will do because the games will start running out uh, quicker and quicker but anyway thanks for listening uh, thanks for Terry for coming in thank you and to Mark Newbury who was here earlier and of course to Lee Bayer who came to speak to Terry uh, for Charlton Live yesterday Uh, don't forget then we'll be back on Thursday evening to look ahead to next Saturday's massive massive game uh, up at Hull where we desperately need to win three points Lee Bayer has described it as a must win game uh, in our interview with him earlier so let's hope that that will be what happens I've been Louis Mendez Uh, thank you for listening to the show we shall see you back here on Thursday evening (laughs) (laughs)
0: t t t t t t